episode is park parkinson once again park how are you hi doing good do you have your celebratory uh you know, tiara on as we're ready for this uh, this gala event I, the, the, the closing episode i should have a cocktail i really want to drink yeah i just would really need to be really elegant about this i, I imagine me with like a highball maybe an old-fashioned um <laughs> Something slightly snooty, but like still, you know, I don't know. Down to earth. Appropriately comfortable. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, So we are uh, just. (laughs) Oh yeah, the pipe. The pipe is 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 is, uh, required. Um, We are rolling down to the very last few seconds of the credits. Uh, You've got uh, the uh, the soundtrack. You've got the acknowledgments, which of course mentions Karina Longworth. Ryan Johnson's spouse, um, and Angela Lansbury, which 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 I love, and which yeah, they probably owe a somewhat of a debt of gratitude for, since this there much of this is in the spirit of Murder She Wrote. Um, so I guess what we'll save this last episode for is just, um, I mean I feel like we've been maybe focusing on the movie as a whole a little more than we should have the past couple of episodes, but. Um, you know, as we come to the last episode overall and our last week together with this, um, yeah, do you want to just talk about some final thoughts you might have about Knives Out? I mean, I, I think it, I feel this kind of comes to, uh, as you've already said, uh, I, I love the class consciousness of this. I love how well it's put together. Uh, you know, usually when I, take something apart like this I, I i teach writing and my 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 degree is in literature and usually when i spend this much time taking something apart i walk away with less like just warm fuzzies about it you know um i i, I often walk away with a lot of appreciation for but it's rare to walk away like with more i don't know just sort of dewy-eyed enthusiasm if that makes sense like there's a difference between sort of really appreciating the workmanship and loving it more and i love this more after doing the podcast after uh hosting some minutes myself and guesting i i've watched a lot more of it a lot more carefully and uh, it just made me really like it and, and more than just appreciate it, really like it more. Um, in this particular minute, the the music flashed up and, uh, you know, it's we switched over from uh, Sweet Virginia, I guess actually the last minute, from Sweet Virginia to the uh, to the court, the, the string quartet playing. I don't I 
I don't know if that's, I see a couple of things in here. There's like a little bit of La Traviata and there's some, which we heard. Um, I don't know if this is one of the songs being credited. I don't think so. I think this is just, um, this is just for type music playing. Um, I hope this is part of the score and uh, just how much I like the music in this, even though it's not, it's not like, um, there's not a lot of pop. There's not a lot of uh, tunes that you could like sing to or dance to. Um, there's a Sondheim song in here. Uh, just the mood is great. Um, and I really developed, as you know, we talked a little before about the next movie coming up. Um, I really developed an affection, such an affection for both Blanc and um, Marta in here. Uh, I know probably probably not going to see Marta again anytime soon. Maybe incidentally, or she'll get referred to. I hope so. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have this. Block again. I, I have this, you know, idea in my head, you know, with no evidence to support that this might actually be the case, that she's basically going to become Blanc's benefactor, like like just you know, you giving him money to you know, be able to travel around the world to solve crimes. That would be cool. I mean, I do get the impression that he's already had quite the illustrious career. Well, yeah, that's now. true. Yeah. Uh, but that would be cool, though, if like he refers to her later on as as his patron. Um, I would dig it. I would dig it. Yeah, I, you know, there's there's you know, there's not a false step in this movie. Uh, I would one hundred percent agree with you that this holds up very well. Uh, under scrutiny uh, you know one thing I don't know if you're particularly active on Twitter if you're if you're not God I avoid that, it that, I've, it's the, that, that's it's a, very it's a social move. media I've successfully avoided <laughs> yeah that's a very smart move on your part but but people there tend to make a sport of taking critically acclaimed movies and more for lack of a better word just shredding them and point you know, breaking it down, explaining why it actually doesn't work, and, and why it's you know really not as good as people have said. And you know, here's a problem with it, and here's why this doesn't work, and why that doesn't make any sense. And you know, it's a red you know the red letter mediaification of watching uh, or cinema sinsification of watching a movie where. You, you you know you take things that aren't plot holes and call them plot holes and and inflate them into something that you know, ruins your entire viewing experience and now granted I have not made an effort to seek out people who've done this with dives out I'm sure they're out there but generally speaking this has managed to maintain now who knows you know where it's going to be 20 years from now but in the the three or the three odd years that has come out it, it is man it's managed to uphold if not gain even more of the acclaim that it received upon release uh which i think is is pretty impressive um and one of the reasons why i think it worked so well at least for me is um it's it's a you know it, it's both a murder mystery and a, a gentle parody of of murder mysteries, and it is written it, like Ryan Johnson clearly loves this genre. He loves it, like every everything that it's there's this you know we keep coming back to the word warm, and it's a yeah. it's a very warm comedy. It's a gentle as as 
you know, as as pointed as its criticism of, of class differences is, and the way Harlan Thrombey's family, you know, the very patronizing way they treat Marta, and you know, are aware of her situation with her mother's immigration status, but you know, you are are you know, choosing to not do anything about it because it's just simply not their place, or they don't want to be bothered, or it's not their problem. It still manages to be pretty gentle, and and it, and it doesn't you know, it it doesn't beat the audience over the head, but also doesn't softball it either, which is a really remarkable thing. It really does remind me of the the way in Murder She Wrote. Very often, the victim was a total dick, uh, so you wouldn't feel too bad, and and very often also most of the people except for like the one good person were also kind of dicks. And, and then when it also, you see a, a lot of like Agatha Christie as well. Um, uh, it does make me wonder what the sequel is going to be like. If, if the movie is going to have Blanc as a protagonist, the way that like Poirot was generally, uh, or was very often anyway, uh, the protagonist, even though he would be helping someone out, that he would be like the focus and he would follow him around most of the time. Or if Blanc will once again be kind of a side character or if they'll work together. Um, I do wonder how they're going to handle that balance. Because I think a lot of that warmth, because Blanc is played so straight, um, not that he's not, he's a war, also a very warm character, but a lot of that, like, organic feeling came from following Marta and also the way that it, I think avoided being a parody because usually parodies of mysteries follow the detective and the detective is a ridiculous character. You know, it's, it's Ace Ventura. It's uh, if you watch the Rockford files, sometimes he would have um, Tom Selleck on as like a Sherlock Holmesian sort of detective. And, uh, and he was ridiculous like that, like the point was, he was you don't really solve crimes that way, and he was a ridiculous person. And instead, you have Blanc, who is kind of, you know, a, a little bit outsized and kind of like bizarre, and he does have a sort of foghorn, leghorn accent. Um, but it it works really well, partly because um, your your protagonist is the is the accused. And I, right, and I mean, you know what I. I will watch it, whatever. And if it does get a theatrical release, if I can, I will go see it. Because uh, I trust Johnson. And I I was shown by this that, you know, Daniel Craig should never play James Bond again because it's a waste. And uh, he should be doing stuff like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the most amazing thing is seeing how well he does comedy. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some. Yeah, we mentioned this about um, about Michael Shannon that that you know he spent for he spent years just being you know this very intense you know, very creepy character actor, and then all of a sudden it's like oh wait no he's really funny yeah and, yeah and, and not and not funny in a way that you know you know he's the butt of a joke it's like no he's actually funny yeah he's in on the joke he's what he's doing is so that. Of, even if even if he's not making the joke, even if the joke is playing off of him, he's clearly doing what he's doing to be played off of, and he knows exactly what's going on. And I think the same thing here, uh, which is which is brilliant because that's also what Blanc is doing. 
Blanc is being himself in the same way that Poirot would be, you know, right. uh, being himself or that uh, Marple would be. Um, and definitely Jessica Fletcher would be being themselves to be played off of, to um, to encourage people to to be themselves around them or to uh, occasionally be put off and and um, and be uncomfortable around them and see what that shook loose. Like it, it totally works. And he's clearly, you know, having a, a good time of it. And he himself is also really like just a warm and likable detective in the way that sometimes Poirot, you know, could be, but wasn't always when he has his conversation with Harlan's mother. Oh yeah. That, that's what that part is. It's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, and I, when I think of how, like what a cold asshole he could be as bond and how well he did at that dude's got so much range. I did not appreciate uh, until I saw this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you know, to cue, you know, circle back to what we were talking about in an earlier episode is, you know, all of these characters could have been very broadly drawn. And, you know, even, you know, the, the straight villainous characters, you know, you got like Ransom, for instance, Chris Evans' character, you know, they, they seem fleshed out. I'm not saying I felt sorry for him or anything, but you could you can kind of understand his motivation a little bit that this is yeah. you know a you know he's just this you know rich boy who who you know was not raised to do anything you know worthwhile except be handsome and rich, and and you know then found out that you know it turns out that's not very profitable. Yeah, I you can see what made him, and and you can right. feel kind of. You know, kind of, I think what Harlan felt, which is um, kind of sad that this is how things turned out and a little, you know, how he wishes things had been better. Uh, he wishes he'd done a better job uh, and that and that Ransom had turned out better, you know, because of it. Uh, he, he feels responsible for it. And to get a little bit of that, you feel like, oh, he's, you know, of all of them, he is the one who is the most aware of what's going on. Right. And the least... Um, you know, clouded in his perception of others and the most honest about it, weirdly, uh, despite all of the duplicitous things that he does and how clearly how practiced he is at lying. Um, well, he, his he, judgments he of he others knows, are mostly spot on. Yeah, because he, I mean, he, he, you know, he had spent his a lifetime, you know, being backed up by, by his parents who, you know, re- refused to admit that he's you know what he does wrong yeah yeah he's never paid for anything right you know he's never had he's never had to to own up to anything he's never experienced consequences and you can see how this happens you see this happen all the time with you know you know college students that are you know they're arrested for sexual assault and they nothing happens because you you don't want to ruin a nice boy's life and all this feels very pointed which you know again is you know kind of a miracle that that johnson doesn't you know shove the audience's nose in it like that they don't understand what he's getting at yeah and i i think it's you know it's it's subtle it's very it, it treats its characters with humanity and it's just really a it's I can't say enough good things about it. It's just really, really well done. I, no, I mean, yeah, same. I, I've, I've got, 
I've got like no notes. I've got like, <laughs> there's yeah. there's like re- there's, it's so rare. There's like nothing here that I'd be like, well, I wish they'd done this better. I mean, there you know there may be a couple of scenes or a couple of aspects I would like to see. There are things that I'm I am missing. Um, like uh, it would be cool to see a little more of Harlan, but also I I get I, it's the kind of thing I I I think about. Um, what of it? What about this? And what of this? And what about you know more about these other characters? That you know what if I had those things, I might complain about it just feeling over stuff. I don't need those. And at at about you know um, uh, a a full two hours plus, I'm not. Uh, I, I wouldn't really put anything else in there. And there's yeah. nothing there that I feel is really superfluous that I would take out. No, it's, you know, in, in recent years, particularly in, in superhero movies, kind of, you know, taking things over, um, you know, there's been debates over, you know, whether movies these days are, are too long, if they're too long. Um, I, I think that this movie is exactly as long as it needs to be. Um, I, I don't think it needed anything. I, I mean, would it have been interesting to get some insight into um, the you know, the, the, the Sarambi family matriarch. I mean, yes and no. I, you know, I, I, because I was so invested in these characters, I, I wouldn't have mind learning more about them in general, but at the same time, would have really added more to the, to the plot at hand? I don't think so. I, I think it, you know, and again, I, I think he, Ryan Johnson was content to let the audience sort of fill that in themselves and, and, you know, kind of ponder, you know, you know, what kind of, not not to blame it on their mother because again we don't know anything about her, but to sort of just you know, question you know you know what kind of mother would these people have had that they turned out like this? Yeah, and, and, yeah. Know, was she sort of like a non-entity who just let Harlan rule with right. her fist? Or you know, were were they happy at one point and then she died or she left or something and then yeah. everything went to hell or was she you know and you was know, you know, cold and you know kind of keeping him at arm's length as he was, or was she even worse in some ways? And, you know, any of those would be plausible. And, you know, but he leaves it up to the audience to kind of just decide for themselves. I sort of imagine her as the, um, uh, like the, the balance that was lost. And I feel like that's also a trope that I've seen plenty of times where there is, uh, there is, you know, a, uh, one eccentric parent and one parent who, you know, keeps it together. And then the, the even keel parent is the one who dies and then things go to hell or, and and very often it's, it's this way. It's, it's the mother who was like the heart, you know, and then the, and then when she died, it, 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 everything became, everyone got cold and distant and I don't need to see that examined again. I, I, I feel really happy with, as much information and as much right. he gave, as I got. Right. He gave you exactly as much information as you needed to, to, you know, keep up with what was going on, who these people were, what their motivations might be. I, I think it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty close to perfect. Yeah. Um, on that note, well, this is it. We made it. We made it to the end. Um, Park, do you have anything you want to plug for our final episode? Yeah, I will also, I will mention, uh, another Friends podcast. Uh, do check out, uh, Where We Meet, 
Everything Under the Rainbow and More by Patrick and Kim, uh, two uh, queer friends uh, who just talk about stuff related to LGBTQIA plus issues. Um, it's fun. It's a good podcast. Uh, I am the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast, uh, in which we talk about horror movies, focusing on the characters and odd little details and trivia about the movies. Uh, I also write about movies and television at thespool.net. Uh, in regards to uh, this podcast, thank you all so much if you've been following us from the beginning. Uh, thank you for your, your support and for sticking with us uh, in this very fun, very, very long, drawn-out project. <laughs> um, I think that I did my last uh, episodes back in May, and it's now November. <laughs> um, uh, if you, um, you want to, you can still follow us, uh, if you haven't yet on Twitter under, uh, Knives Out Minute. Uh, you can listen to all of our episodes and, uh, give us a rating and review us on iTunes. Uh, and if you haven't by this point, uh, you can subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice and listen to the other 129 episodes that have come <laughs> up to this point. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, listen to other people besides us talk about this. Uh, Park, thank you so much for joining me. You've been an excellent guest. Thank you. God willing, we'll all meet again in Knives Out Minute by Minute 2 with a search for more murder. Exactly. The search for Yuli's gold. <laughs> uh, once again, I've been Gina Radcliffe. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.